G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we do like to check in on what's happening by way of breaking news headlines this week from the nation of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines for us once again. He's back with us. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's start with this one. The Saudis make four demands of the USA for peace with Israel. Uh, What are those demands about? Yeah, the Biden administration is considering four policy changes Saudi Arabia is demanding of the U.S. in order to normalize relations with Israel. The four issues are formalizing a defense alliance between Riyadh and Washington, helping the Saudis develop nuclear power for civilian purposes, increasing bilateral trade, and putting a stop to the heavy criticism the Gulf state has absorbed from the Biden administration since its government was accused by American officials of being behind the assassination of a fierce critic of the regime, Jamal Khashoggi, in Turkey in 2018. An American official told the Hebrew Daily the process of assessing the demands is expected to take several months. Israel's chief concern may be the issue of helping Saudi Arabia obtain nuclear power even if it's for non-offensive purposes, considering that's how Tehran's nuclear program got started. All right. Some other significant headlines to draw attention to. The Hamas leader has accepted an invitation to visit Iran. What's being reported, Ron? Ismail Haniya, the Hamas leader, is expected to visit Iran soon to discuss political and field developments Hamas has announced. Relations between Hamas and Iran were strained when the Palestinian group refused to come out in support of Syrian President Bashar Assad, a key ally of the Iranian regime in the Middle East. Hamas leaders have recently sought to restore their ties with the Syrian government. Haniya, who was based in Qatar, received a phone call from the Iranian foreign minister who invited him to visit Tehran and meet with the Iranian leadership to discuss more details and current developments. Well, let's check on some of the developments around all of those protests we were seeing on our television news screens just recently. And despite unprecedented public protests in Israel, the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is optimistic on judicial reform compromise. What's being reported here? Yeah, he sounded an optimistic note on judicial reform as his cabinet reconvened following their spring holiday. Netanyahu addressed the looming political crisis in Israel, which simmered through the Passover, Easter and Ramadan holidays, as well as Memorial Day and Independence Day last week. The government, newly elected in November with the large right-wing coalition, proposed reforms to the country's judiciary that would rein in the 
power of what has become an unaccountable and ideologically rigid left-wing bastion of power. Netanyahu paused the reforms to allow for negotiations, which began under President Herzog's auspices. While protests have continued, both Herzog and Netanyahu have sounded hopeful that a compromise will emerge. Another headline, Ron. The CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews has received the Humanitarian Award at a Jerusalem Post conference. What's this one about? Yes, Yael Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, received the Jerusalem Post Humanitarian Award for her organization's efforts in assisting the Jews of Ukraine. Following the presentation, Mayan Hoffman, Deputy CEO of Strategy and Innovation for the Post, interviewed Eckstein about her work in Ukraine. Eckstein recalled that at the outset of the war, few predicted that Russians would try to enter Kiev. That's when I really started to worry, she said. On her return flight to Israel from Ukraine, the fellowship approved an emergency allocation of one million US dollars to obtain food, mattresses and medicine. This ended up saving lives in that first week when no one was prepared, prepared, she said. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews has been active in the former Soviet Union for 40 years. In the past year, the fellowship has facilitated 28 dedicated charter flights and assisted over 5,000 people to immigrate to Israel, as well as working in cooperation with the Jewish Agency. The fellowship remains in touch with the refugees in Israel, even now, providing for them with assistance after their arrival. And, Ron, finally, lots of Aussies are going to be looking forward to the coronation of King Charles this coming weekend. And there's also Jewish communities around the world who are actually looking forward to that too. But it falls on the Jewish Sabbath. Now, a new Jewish song and prayer has been issued for the occasion entitled Coronation Shabbat. Uh, what's happening with these Jewish communities? The Jewish community of the United Kingdom is preparing for the coronation of King Charles III with a new Jewish song as well as a prayer. The coronation will take place this coming Saturday and a number of Jewish initiatives have been arranged for the occasion. The United Synagogue School's Coronation Choir has recorded a brand new adaptation of the hymn Aden Olam, composed by Stephen Levy and arranged by Mendy and Israel Portnoy, who are known as the Portnoy Brothers. Some 200 elementary school children from five Jewish schools in the United Kingdom came together to record the new composition. In a beautiful collaboration, a musical ensemble based in the Ukraine participated and provided the strings and orchestration. The song has religious and cultural significance. Aden Olam means Lord of the Universe, and it's been part of the Jewish daily and Sabbath liturgy since the 15th century. It speaks of God in both cosmic terms and as a personal presence in our daily lives. In addition, the Office of the United Kingdom's Chief Rabbi, Ephraim Mervis, has published a special prayer booklet of what is known as Coronation Shabbat. The booklet's titled Prayers of Thanksgiving and Supplication to Mark the Coronation of Their Majesties King Charles III and Queen Camilla. 
The booklet has a number of prayers that are known across the Jewish world, but also others unique to British Judaism. One of them reads, Almighty God, by your grace, kings reign and princes rule. You have placed your servant, King Charles III, on the throne of his ancestors. He rules over many places across the world under his scepter, which symbolizes freedom, righteousness, and humanity. It adds, Today he is anointed king, and the crown of sovereignty is placed upon his head. Songs of rejoicing and loyalty resound from people across the world. It is amazing because those Judeo-Christian roots of the English monarchy are very, very powerful, and uh, the Jewish community also celebrating very strongly the coronation this coming weekend. Hey, Ron, thanks so much for all your great insights, as always. Appreciate you being with us again today on 2020. Thank you, Dale. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.